Welcome to the Thyroid Fixer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy, and we're diving deep into the world of hormones, especially for all you fierce women in perimenopause and menopause and anyone dealing with hypothyroidism. If you're struggling with weight gain, you feel like shedding those pounds is an impossible feat. If you're dealing with plummeting energy levels, gut-wrenching fatigue, or a libido that seems to have left town, then you're in the right place. And don't even get me started on the hair loss. If these symptoms are sounding all too familiar, you sound your tribe. Welcome, because my goal is to educate, empower, and shape up your world. I want you to embrace every inch of that badass woman that you truly are. So if you're ready to dive in and fix things, let's get started. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Chris, I'm super excited to have you on because you're just a freaking genius when it comes to many different topics, but specifically in the field of longevity, kind of, you know, spreading our fingers out into the biohacking world which I'm, I'm assuming that's why you decided to do the Longevity Summit coming up, right? Yeah, well, Dr. Amy, th thank you for having me. I'm excited to jump into this. I would like to say recently and burgeoning uh, longevity expert. I think, you know, there's a, a, a long way to go. I did interview 55 experts in longevity, uh, including you. For but that my makes you an expert. Didn't there we you know yeah, that? right? Yeah, when, when, when you top 25 interviews of experts, that makes you an expert. Wow. So I'm, uh, you said 25. So I'm double plus that. You're double, I, I, you're I like, like that. platinum. Yeah. I, yeah. It, you know, and you're, you're in the space we talked about before we, before we got on, we're doing so much research. We're having interviews with so many amazing people. We're constantly learning. There's so much to learn. Let's throw out some like interesting data. Okay. In 1950, medical information doubled every 50 years, five, zero years. Today, medical information doubles every 73 days, right? Oh, so okay. it's double and then quadruple and then a, a tuple, whatever that is. So 16 times in a year, you have 16 times as much medical information in one year. Back then, it was double every 50 years. So our job is to try and keep up kind of 
with, you know, yeah. let's just slice out the piece that's relevant to longevity. And, and in your case, like specific to thyroid and everything that's impacted by that. And so, yeah, we've got a lot to keep up with. You know, there's one part that's like, yeah, I've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of research, a lot of white papers, and I do have an expertise and that expertise is basically gone tomorrow. <laughs> and I got more work to do tomorrow. So, but I love it. And, and you and I were talking like, we love it because we get to learn so much information and, and have great conversations with awesome people like you. Right. And then we can apply it to our own life kind of see how it works and then spread the word to everyone else. Like, hey, I figured something out. This actually works. And then we yep. can help the masses, help the masses. So what is longevity though? We hear this term so much, so often. What would be your own description of longevity? So my answer is kind of shifting, right? And some of that shift is from interviewing these 55 uh, experts. I've always thought that I wanted to live to 125. Like, there's, I don't know when I got the number. I don't know where, like, was I 14? Was I six? Whatever. Right. Why 125? I don't know. Just a nice round number, multiple of five. But I've always thought 125 was a, a good target. And so in some sense, seven years ago, maybe I would have said, well, longevity is just, you know, get to 20, 125. And, and by the way, in my mind, 125 wasn't going to be that pretty. Right. Like 125 was going to be like eking across that line. Happy birthday. And, you know, and, and barely that. Like I can't blow out my candles. Right. <laughs> right. Like so which was going to be like a one, a two and a five. So I wouldn't be able to blow out three candles in my mind. And I think the, the medical community, I, I kind of describe it. We're in the middle of this quantum shift where the medical community is aware that longevity and health span and and lifespan is shifting and and ex getting extended now having said that this is we'll get into this but i'm gonna i'll leave forward again i love throwing out data one of the things that i asked all the experts and and you will know this because because i asked you this is how long do you intend to live and how long can humans live right and something fascinated so we aggregated all the data only three of the 55 experts gave the same number Okay. Now think about that. If you believe humans can live to, let's just say 120, right? Because we have Jean Clement who, who she got to 122. Right. Why isn't that your goal? And the reason is even these experts, and I don't remember your particular answer, even these experts can't separate living longer from living infirmed and in a debilitated state. And that's not a knock on the experts. That's just... That's just how extreme this association is, right? Think about that. I believe humans can live to 120, and that doesn't interest me, right, as a longevity expert. Right. And I think we're shifting that. And, and, and you know, Dr. David Sinclair's book, Lifespan, is shifting that. And even Mark Hyman's book, shifting that and actually kind of a plead or a lobby to the medical community to start thinking about how we invest in the diseases of aging and actually pushing us to invest in aging, which actually solves the diseases of aging instead of the individual diseases of aging, right? And those are Alzheimer's, arthritis, cardiovascular disease, cancers. And there is a mindset, right? So we have those as different investments. I think a lot of people think like, well, if we could just erase cancer, that would dramatically extend our lives. But it turns out, like, let's just say we have this magic wand and we can get rid of all cancers. It only extends our life by five or seven years because the next disease of aging steps in its place. 
And if we were to really address aging, right, take that investment dollar in all of those diseases and throw it at aging, we'd actually be solving all of those diseases of aging. And and, and that would be a, a wise thing to do. Well, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I'm, do you think that that is even possible? Or wait, before you answer yep. that, let me also rephrase. Do you think it's possible if we had no interference by big pharma and the government? Because we have to add that in because I don't think it's possible because you will always be shut down. I think there's a cure for cancer now. You know, even high dose vitamin C, which I mean, you 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 can speak on. I think that that helps tremendously, but it's not in mainstream medicine. They want you to do the chemo. So do you think it's possible without interference? Well, I think... If you look at David Sinclair's work, right, and and even what he promotes, and, and and not really from the perspective of I'm promoting my company that does this, he actually takes supplements and he actually takes a, a, a resveratrol as one, and mm-hmm. he'll put it in kind of a, a classic yogurt that he likes to make himself. And so there's opportunities for products here. There's opportunities for pharma to sit in here. And I think I think we will end up a situation when when you think about. Dr. David Sinclair's ultimate argument, right? Can we live longer? Can we live a lot longer? Dr. Amy, we can, as you know, we can take any one of your cells that's live and active. We can take that DNA out and we can make a clone and we can make a baby. I guess it wouldn't be Dr. Amy at that point. It would just be a baby Amy. (laughs) Baby Amy. And so so everything that's available to, to the information to make you younger or to make a baby you exists in every cell in your body. Now, how do we get that to activate, right? How do we slow down the the process of aging and how do we reverse it? Like these are in our mind kind of levers that we can pull. And if you think that that those are things that can occur, they're probably going to happen with supplementation, even if the supplementation is one pill, right? And then so big pharma has a role to play in this because they're really going to be driving the research and and proving these processes out. So I think think that we can get there. And I think that the the system that we have in place is actually interested in us getting there. But yeah, you know, if we solve the disease of aging, you're, there's going to be some challenges. Like there's going to be a lot less cancer drugs sold. There's going to be a lot less, you know, Alzheimer's sold. There's going to be like each one of these things is, is going to be detrimental. But, you know, thus goes progress sometimes. So when you were interviewing all these experts about living longer. My answer, well, I know my answer was I, because I always say this, I don't want to live to a certain number, just like you alluded to 125, hundred, whatever, and be decrepit. If I make yeah. it to 85 or 90 and I'm a badass and I'm active and I look, feel and perform at the highest level that I possibly can at that age, you know, I'm not going to be running marathons, but I don't now anyways, I like to throw around some weights, you know, what I, I, yeah. I like to, you know, still ski, you know, do that. That's how I want to enter the latter part of my life. So with everyone that you interviewed, is that possible? Not just because when we say longevity, that's where I get hung up. And I think, people get hung up is they think longevity equals length of time, 100, 110, 125. But longevity is so much more than that. Like you alluded to, it's about living your best life to a certain number. Yeah. I think if we change it to, all right, Dr. Amy, if you had the same mental capacity that you have today, 
and you had the same physical capacity or better, but we'll just go the same as you have today. Mm-hmm. And you carried that through to 120. Would you sure. be interested in living 120? I think you you already kind of answered that. It's like, as long as I'm firing on all cylinders, right? right. Or, or at least, I don't know, five out of the six cylinders, like maybe, okay, one cylinder, if I got a little limp, okay, that's fine. Right. right. Like it needs to be a little limp, not like decrepit. So I think, I think reframing the question and, and, and then the debate is, can we do that? And, and I think it is. And it, one of the best kind of analogies, I think, for the life that most people in, in, in reference to longevity would like to have is the candle analogy, right? You've got a candle flame, it burns bright and the same size all the way until the wick is gone, and then it's out. Like one data point that I read uh, was that 20% of our current lives is spent in some sort of decrepitude, right? We're in some sort of decline. Not all 20% of it is something that you're like, okay, this is unsustainable for me. I just want to quit. But 20% of it is in decline. And I think a candle flame, you're talking like, I don't know, a percent is in decline. You know, if if 3% of my life was in decline, we might start be getting in the right realm. Although if I'm living to 120, 3% starts to mean a lot, right? Well, I guess that's three, 3.2, 3.6 years. So four years-ish, maybe that's okay, right? That you don't want it to be this long, drawn-out process. And and yeah, I, I do think that we can do that. You think that medical information is doubling every 73 days right now. That doesn't include AI, right? Because that's a recent number and AI hasn't even really been like, that's not in that, that's not in that data point. And ironically, I used AI to calculate in 10 years medical, if we're on the same slope that we've been, it took 50 years to double in 1950. Now it's 73 days to double information. If you progress that out, it's every 15 minutes, right? Medical information will double every 15 minutes. And you throw it in AI, it's like, all of those, I think one of the benefits of AI is going to be like all of those, I don't know, 90 tests that we had to do because we just didn't know AI is like, those are probably useless. Focus on these. And so not only is the information doubling faster every 15 minutes, but that information is actually better and has a, a bigger brain behind it. True. Very true. And there's even the stat that doctors are told in Med school, and now obviously this has changed based on what you're saying about that that medical information changing so quickly. Doctors are even told that 50% of what you just learned over these four years will be completely obsolete in two to three years. So half of what they learned will be gone out the window. You don't even do it anymore in just a few short years into their practice. So I think that that correlates very closely with what you're saying about all this new information, even about biohacking longevity in the space that we're in outside of the conventional medicine system in that, you know, you have to keep on top of it because there's always new things that you can be doing. And yes, it can get overwhelming at times for the general population. Like, oh my God, another biohack, another tool, another expert. But that's where people like you and I come in and you with the longevity summit, you're breaking it down by really honing in on these top experts and saying, give it to us straight. What can we actually do that is not, you know, 50 grand to implement that the average person can do to extend their life and improve their quality of life at the same time. 
Yeah. And, and that's one of the great outcomes of, of the longevity summit. I was able to aggregate a lot of data. I think if we just put a pause right now for, for your current audience and where we are today, right? Because mm-hmm. where we are today, still, it, it there is some decrepitude that's probably going to happen without progress. I just think the progress is going to happen a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Somebody might be asking, okay, well, why should I try and live longer? And I think the answer is because you want to be alive and in good enough shape to take advantage of the technologies that are coming, right? So there's a concept called the the terminal velocity of aging, which says for every day we live, the medical community figures out how to extend our life by more than one day, right? And when that happens, there will be somebody, and I, I believe this to be true, there will be somebody who is the last person to die of old age. And it would suck to be that person, although they wouldn't know, right? So maybe it doesn't suck to be that person, right? But it would be nice to be the person right behind that, or like relative to the finish line, that person didn't make it. I want to make it across that finish line because Mm -hmm. I can take advantage of these medical, uh, these cutting edge medical technologies that are, they're growing hearts in labs, right? In, In preparation. So for each of these interviews, I prepared at least one hour before, and then the interviews tended to be about an hour. In one of them, I was looking at stem cells and just this kind of most fascinating study. They took the heart of a rat and they actually basically used enzymes to get rid of all of the muscle material on this. So they just had this kind of translucent heart-shaped heart, right, that didn't have any muscle on it, and they poured stem cells on it. Not only did the stem cells figure out that they needed to become heart muscle cells, they started beating, right? So you took, think of, right? So you got rid of all these enzymes and, you know, to get rid of all the muscle and then you throw stem cells and they become muscle and then they start beating. Like we have a sophisticated system that we just need to tap into. And I, you know, it's exciting. And, and interestingly, stem cells, one of the limitations I think that really came out of this longevity summit that, uh, that, that, I don't know. You're looking for kind of two things, the magic bullet and then, you know, the the death nuclear bomb. And I would say that although there are solutions that that stem cells are, are some of the problem that we've got to solve as we really start thinking about longevity. So that obviously is one of probably the biggest surprises that you've had from interviewing all these experts. Give me some more. Like, what are the other really fascinating things that you learn from interviewing everyone? Well, and just to dive into that a little bit more, I, I interviewed two stem cell experts, one from the perspective of, hey, how do we get your own body to release more stem cells so that you heal and repair faster, right? Because right. stem cells are the thing that repair. As an example, every muscle cell in your body gets replaced about every three months. So about four times a year, every yeah. muscle cell in your body is. And by the way, just a, a little t- a little tangent, when we're younger, Our body does a great job of taking an old muscle cell, breaking it apart, using those amino acids to rebuild that muscle cell. As we get older, we're not as good at that, which sounds like, oh my God, we're going to lose muscle mass, which you will, but you can make up for it by eating enough protein, right? You need to eat the right protein. And it's not just protein. You need to eat the right amino acids in that protein, which tends to be animal-based. I know there may be a lot of vegans out there or you have to spend so much time focusing on on protein. It's it's just, it's hard to stomach. 
That's yeah. kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so stem cell, hey, let's release them so that our body heals faster. So that was one approach. The other one is like, let's get some stem cells out of your body. Let's grow them and let's re-inject them, right? So this is stem cell injections. Yep. One of the things that came out is stem cells are the things that, re- that repair your body. Typically, those stem cells come from red marrow in our bones. Mm-hmm. That red marrow shrinks with age. Now, mm-hmm. you can imagine that if where our stem cells are coming from, eventually evaporates that's a problem not only do you not have the oil to change your car you don't have the mechanic to actually change the oil in your car and so eventually the car is just going to stop right now there are potential solutions right the dr joy actually will do stem cell injection so maybe we just need some sort of system where we're you know like a dialysis system or ultimately it may become a, a big pharma pill right where we can take it and it actually can regenerate stem cells but that was kind of the nuclear bomb of longevity, meaning that has to be solved. Because if we cannot replace our cells, then they stop replacing and they just deteriorate. And and so so that was a, a big one for sure. Okay, wait. Yeah, let's stay there for a second. Because with stem cells in that world, just like you said, there's an option for, and I'm going to ask you a question surrounding this, possibly a lower cost option for supplements that, cause your body or stimulate the body to produce more of their own stem cells. And then you have the really big expensive treatments that to my knowledge, there's only a couple of places in the U S that do like the real stem cell treatment. Otherwise you got to go to Mexico or Costa Rica yep. or something like that to get, you know, the true real stem cell treatment. So a couple of questions folded yeah. into that. Number one, do you think that it is possible to create a, you know, supplement herb protocol that is on the lower ticket end, although it'll still be an investment, but it's not tens of thousands of dollars that can yep. cause our body to produce our own stem cells. And then the second question is about actually getting a stem cell treatment. Is it true based on everyone that you, the experts on stem cells that you interviewed for the longevity summit, that we are really going to have to leave the U S to get proper treatment? Yeah, I think at some point we'll be able to stay here. And and I think there's probably some value. So Dr. Joy does do stem cells here in Houston. I think she's in California. Um, and that was a fascinating in- interview diving into stem cells. I actually got the book. This is Christian Drapeau. Yeah, that's um, what I, was, I was looking over there. I was like, I have it right on the top of my stack over there, the stem cell code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It says, so stem regen is the product fascinating interview right so okay. i again by by the way the summit is february 26th through march 3rd it's free to attend there i know that we're going to end up with a link in the show notes yep. you just need to give your email and your and your name and then you're in and you can a- attend all these and and just to share the way the summit works is release seven to eight videos per day over the seven days and and they're just released in mass like you don't have to earmark 1 p.m. I get to watch this one. Like if you wanted to see Christian Drapeau, which I would recommend, highly recommend, you don't have to like allocate one particular time. You just need to be available that day and watch it. If you're not available and we're all busy, so that may be a true the case, for 100 bucks, you get access to all of these videos at your leisure, right? It's 45 plus hours of longevity experts. And so Christian has put together, as you know, a, a kind of formula of, he, he really started with, an algae that was having really strong benefits for for people. 
identified that a component of that algae was actually helping people release stem cells. And then said, well, maybe there's more stuff out there and kind of traveled the world. This is kind of a classic story. You know, what is the herb or spice that people in whatever else just make up something, Papua New Guinea, use whenever people aren't feeling well? Well, that probably has some benefits. Throw that in the lab. Oh, look, stem cells come up. And one of my questions was, well, how do you know that it's not just stimulating the same thing? And this is, I love this science geeky stuff. With one component, you could look at how the stem cell release peaked. And with another component, it would peak at a different time, right? So the time horizon for the different stem cell peaks were different, which is really a good indicator that they're stimulating a different pathway for stem cell release. And then he had another one, uh, some other components that will actually shove those stem cells into the uh, actual material where they need to be utilized. So he could he could actually see that the stem cells would decrease with this component. But then when you took tissue samples, the stem cells had increased inside those tissue samples. So fascinating research. So yeah, to answer your question, I believe that there is a lower cost option for getting your body to release its own stem cells. Now, by the way, the the red marrow, you're like, well, I don't want to drain that red marrow faster. That's not how it works, right? That red marrow it deteriorates over time, shrinks over time. You're just causing it to produce more in that moment. It's not a fixed number per se. Right. And then, yeah, my understanding, I spoke with Christian at an event and my understanding is as well that you can almost, depending on what you're going through at that particular point in time, let's say you have a surgery and you want to super heal or you were just injured and you want to super heal, you can take more to really like kick your body into high gear into producing those stem cells because we know that stem cells do heal. And yeah. even, you know, looking at my dad, he had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, went through conventional treatment. One year later, it came back aggressive and they told him, now this is the extreme example, but I'm using it to tie it together. They told him that he had to have a, a stem cell transplant, which we used to call bone marrow transplant, which is mm. now we call it stem cell transplant, where they took his, they put him through chemo, they killed basically his immune system, took the stem cells out, I forget whether it was before or after, spun them up, re-injected them after they destroyed his immune system, and that kicked his own body into gear to kill the cancer. Otherwise, yeah. they said we would just be doing salvage chemo, meaning you might get a year or two and that's it. The cancer is going to spread, mm. it's going to be aggressive, you're done. So he opted, I mean, it was a rough procedure, but he's cancer-free and has been yeah. for five, six years and actually feels like he doesn't get sick often. He heals really quickly, even though he's 77 years old. So you can see from that extreme case what stem cells can do. They can kill cancer. They can heal you. They can support your immune system. So if we can do that on a smaller scale through whether it's taking a supplement or through, you know, doing our, our own autologous donation and having it injected back into us here in Mexico. I think that's phenomenal. I think it's all, it's yeah. a whole new way to uplevel our health. I, I think it's, if you look at kind of maybe traditional medicine and then, and in fact, that is traditional medicine, but I feel like it's, it, it's the next stage, which is stem cell. And then you start talking about you know, CRISPR technology, where you're actually doing gene editing. I think that's kind of that this is the direction that we're moving in. I feel like stem cells on the way to, to gene editing, our understanding of stem cells consent continues to grow. And it's just a, a powerful, powerful aspect of our, our physiology.
That's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, now give me some more surprises from the summit right. that you earned. Yeah. So, well, let me talk a little bit about why I did the summit, right? Because yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a little kind of crazy story. In fact, if seven months ago, Dr. Amy, if you had said, Chris, you need to do a summit and you need to interview fifty-five people, and three of those people need to be leaders in the biohacking and longevity space, and we're going to name Dave Asprey, right, the father of biohacking. He coined right. the phrase, and and some of your, a lot of your audience is probably familiar with him, but. They're probably, if they're not, they're familiar with Bulletproof Coffee, right? right he created right. Bulletproof Coffee. The next one would be Ben Greenfield. I think lesser known outside of longevity and biohacking space, but unbelievable wealth of knowledge. Yeah, uh, and then great. Dr. Gundry, right? Oh, a yeah. four-time four New York Times bestseller, former practicing pediatric thoracic heart surgeon, a career you don't leave, right? Just frankly, because it's so lucrative. There's no place else to go if if that's important, and it usually is, but he realized he could deliver more value. If you had said, Chris, that's your assignment, I would have said, Dr. Amy, you know, I'm the kind of guy who likes to set himself up for success, not failure. I don't know how I'm going to go from seven months ago to here on the other end and have that done. And yet, here I did. I, I accomplished it. I got to meet amazing people like you. I got to interview all of these people uh, and we ended up putting together this uh, amazing summit. So that's amazing. I just didn't think that I would be able to put it together. And, and, and honestly, when the company, when I approached the company and say, hey, I'd like to host one of these things, they were like, you're going to need to interview between 35 and 40 people. And frankly, I was like, yeah, I can probably get 25. We'll see what happens. But I more than doubled it. So I guess I'm double the expertise and double the in interviewer. <laughs> Heck yeah. Today. The more info, the better. But those are some top dogs. Like I kind of, I kind of feel special being amongst those names in your summit because no, really, I mean, they, they yeah. are the top dogs in this industry. They have researched their asses off in this, in this world of, I guess we can call it biohacking, but health, nutrition, longevity, biohacking, they have, they have research. They have done the work to gain the yeah. knowledge that they have. Well, yeah. it, it, you know, at this point, people are like, okay, great. Why were you even interested in doing a longevity summit? Because I did kind of approach this company and I did kind of was looking for, hey, kind of long and short. I met them. They're like, hey, you could be a sponsor of Health Summits. That sounds interesting. You could speak at Health Summits. Like that's been kind of our best marketing strategy. And then I've always thought, be at the front of the class. Like the most value you're going to get yeah. in a networking event or whatever, be in front of the class. So I'm like, well, what does it take to, to do a, a summit, to be a host? And, and the reason I ended up in this space is maybe even crazier than the story that I just shared with you, right? You so. Tell. I manufacture a molecule and I've been manufacturing a molecule since 1991. And that molecule is this molecule. So I'm holding up a model. If you're just listening, imagine a soccer ball where the lines on the soccer ball represent the bonds between the carbon atoms. So we have a spherical molecule of 60 carbon atoms. That molecule was discovered in 1985. The guys who discovered it won the Nobel Prize in 1996. And I started manufacturing it in 1991. The molecule's amazing. It performs as well or better than the current best material in almost every application. It makes better inks, better tires, better batteries, better photocells. This is where people were like, I thought this was a longevity summit. Never in my life was I thinking, oh, if there's a battery, what components of that battery should I be consuming on a daily basis? The story gets a little worse first because of the, the shapes on the exterior of this soccer ball cage. 
are reminiscent of benzene. Benzene is a known toxic. It's known to be carcinogenic. They actually thought this molecule would be toxic, and they put it in a toxicity study. Actually, my lab provided the material my labs mentioned in that original study, okay. and instead of being toxic, the test subjects, in this case it was Wistar rats, lived 90% longer than the control group. The single longest longevity experimental result in history now that was the publication that kind of shifted me from being a happy-go-lucky carbon nanomaterial scientist, yes, there is such a thing, that's me, into getting into the supplement space. And and really, my business partner and I tried not to get into it. Like, you you know the space. Yeah. It's got, yeah. we'll, we'll say, it's got challenges, right? There's There's challenges in the space, very different than delivering commercial quantities of carbon nanomaterials to research institutions around the world, we, which we still do today. Mm-hmm. And so we we really kind of tried not to get into the space. And and frankly, you know, back to like seven years ago, if you said said seven years ago, Chris, you are going to be in the longevity space. You are going to have a supplement on the market. I would again said, Dr. Amy, I don't know how I'm getting from there to here because this is I don't like what's the path. How does right. how does that happen? And then ultimately it did happen. Really what drove it is a guy with a big YouTube following started talking about all the benefits he was getting, taking it on a daily basis. And our phone starts ringing 10 times a day. And, you know, a a business, the supplement industry that we kind of tried not to get into for like four years, really kind of, hey, we can deliver a lot more value. We know from the supplement industry that people are going to get into this and they're going to do it wrong. We've been running a lab since 1991. We know how to do it right. So let's actually get into the business. And that, you know, my first role really kind of in a marketing uh, role first is like, okay, is a 90% extension of life anything? You know, I didn't really know because remember, I wasn't in the longevity space. It sounds like a lot. I don't go to, you know, GNC and pick up something that says, oh, this will increase your life by 90%, <laughs> right? right? So because you're going to call BS on it. You're going to be like, yeah, right, yeah. come on, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and it turns out the next best way to live longer is calorie restriction. If you, re- if you restrict the calories you consume by 30%, you can extend your life by 30%. I call that the starve yourself one-third to death diet. No one likes to say Sign not, up for that. Not Maybe fun. Then, so can we just take some carbon sixty instead? <laughs> exactly. Right. Just take the take the molecule. So, and that's only a thirty percent extension of life. And then I start digging into okay, what else is out there? What are other opportunities? You know, what is the stem cell? How does that impact longevity? Our most consistent testimonial is people take it in the morning. They report mental focus and energy during the day, and then better sleep that night. So I start, okay, well, what else helps sleep? Why might it help help sleep? And I'll talk about the potential mechanisms here in a second. But we ended up doing, we have like a 20-person survey study on sleep where we queried people. They they For 10 days before they started the product, they answered the questions about their sleep. 10 days on the product, 10 days off the product, and then 10 days back on the product. And 100% of them reported improvements in sleep when they were on the product. Right. So we're we're actually kind of a weird supplement company doing research and driving research in in the realm of the particular supplement. Now, when I share that story, this goes back to longevity. Right. When I share that story that the rats lived twice as long, almost twice as long 
I typically get two responses. The first is, well, if they're from New York, they're like, why would we want rats to live longer? Like, this is, you are a horrible individual, Chris. You need to bury this research. We do not want rats living longer. Okay, here's one. And the other one is, is like we discussed, why would I want to live longer? And we kind of, I don't want to belabor that, but you change the question. Can you live healthier? If you can live healthier, are you then interested in living longer? Mm -hmm. The next question is, like, why might this be extending life? And, and the medical community tends to think about longevity in terms of uh, an oxidative or an inflammation challenge, right? So we're experiencing oxidative stress or we're experiencing inflammation, which even has been called inflammaging. Right. And interestingly enough, our product addresses both of those. From, a, from an antioxidant perspective, there's an ad hoc study out on the web, 172 times more powerful than vitamin C. There's a peer-reviewed published research that shows it to be 125 times more powerful than vitamin C. So check on that box. And I'm actually going to come back to that because there's an amazing theory, the BOSS theory, buffering oxidative stress system that I'll touch on. And then in terms of inflammation, the FDA has really strict guidelines with inflammation because it turns out those same diseases of aging, arthritis, Alzheimer's, cardiovascular disease, cancers are diseases of aging. And if you're talking about inflammation, the FDA says, well, you're talking about diseases. And I think everybody has a big picture. I can't come on here and say, we solve cancer. Like, right. I'm not saying we do, but like, I can't do that because we don't have the research behind it. Right. So what the FDA does allow us to say is that our product addresses inflammation, at least as it's associated with exercise-induced inflammation. So we've all had a tough workout, maybe we've walked longer than we have before, and felt that inflammation the next day. Our, the FDA allows us to say that uh, it addresses that inflammation. We can't say we address any other type of inflammation. I do like to kind of point out uh, an anti-inflammatory diet typically associated with the blue zone people. Those people tend to live longer. They tend to have reduced incidences of stroke, reduced incidences of heart attacks. We fit perfectly in that diet. And then I'm sorry, this is getting a little long-winded, but I want to share this because this is starts to get really fascinating. We have testimonials from head to toe, hair growing faster. Yep. The toe one that I think is amazing is a guy that kind of is in our circle when he was five years old, a crab bit his toe and split his toenail. Okay. His toenail healed at 65 after he started taking our product. Oh my God. So, so literally head years. to toe, like no Yeah, joke. literally head to toe. My <laughs> wife broke her toe once it healed really fast, right? But that I feel like that's a little more, I like binary, cracked toenail, no longer cracked toenail. Like that's very binary for me. And I like that. What explains head to toe? right? Remember our most consistent testimonial, people take it in the morning, report mental focus and energy during the day, and then better sleep that night. Actually, better sleep could do this because sleep is your restorative and healing part of your day. And we know that sleep is good for your mental, physical, and emotional well-being. That could explain it. Right. But it turns out there's a better theory. And again, we call it the BOSS, buffering oxidative stress system. So we know from peer-reviewed published research, so we, we call this molecule for human consumption ESS-60. And you mentioned C60. We really think of C60 as for industrial applications, like I mentioned, the inks, batteries, tires, and photocells. ESS-60 is C60 that's been processed for safer human consumption. Okay, so we, car we should that call that it carbon-60, right? 
That's the more. Well, C60 and carbon 60 are really industrial. In, in our, like, if you think about the manufacturing process, which we do a lot, we've been manufacturing it since 1991. Um, th that process is an industrial process. It's how do you get it into what we call ESS 60? Really, there's a lot of reasons that we ended up doing this, mostly to keep the consumer safe and to keep them with a high quality product. Okay. What we know from peer-reviewed published research is that this ESS60, this soccer ball-shaped molecule, mm -hmm. gets into the mitochondria, right? That's really important. The mitochondria, powerhouse of every cell, it actually is the thing that takes the food that gets through our stomach into our bloodstream and converts it to ATP, right? ATP is the energy source. There's between five and 5,000, although I was doing some research recently, a typical neuron has 2 million mitochondria in it, right? 2 million per neuron. It's crazy. It's the powerhouse of every cell. Like most things that generate power. Think about a car going down the road. There's exhaust. Think about a power plant. There's a smokestack. There's exhaust coming out of it. Yep. There's negative byproducts. In the case of mitochondria, it's actually reactive oxygen species. The mitochondria has inherent two antioxidants, glutathione and melatonin, to manage those reactive oxygen species. And so now I give, we, we believe that this ESS60 molecule acts like a paddy wagon. So let me give you this kind of analogy. Bourbon Street, end of Mardi Gras, which actually just ended right on Tuesday, at the end of the day, you've got these drunk reactive oxygen species running around and breaking windows and tearing down light poles and just causing problems. And the police, the glutathione and the melatonin, come in and handcuff themselves to those reactive oxygen species and get them off of Bourbon Street. Right. But when they're overwhelmed or they're too busy, right, what do you do then? That's when these reactive oxygen species run around our bodies and do damage. I picture them like little bumper cars just damaging everything. Well, that's where this ESS60 molecule, resident in the mitochondria, we've known since the 90s, it can hold up to six negatively charged particles. So now it's holding these reactive oxygen species like a paddy wagon. Okay. So that when that mitochondria can replenish the glutathione or the melatonin, it can handcuff itself to it and get it out of the body. So that's the boss system. That is the reason that I've gone down this path of longevity. All of this story, by the way, is in my book, which we haven't even mentioned. I know, I know. We haven't even gotten there yet. Live longer <laughs> and better. So you get the Longevity Summit and you got a book on living longer and better. What made you write the book too? Did you do that before the summit? Obviously, because it's out. Yes. Well, well, literally, as I was starting to do the, the interviews for the summit, the book came out. And I oh, nice. really haven't had a chance to even talk about the book until now, like I'm in the process of promoting the summit. You got to also talk about the book. You just really, go together, oh, though. I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect match. Yeah. And, 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 and really, the book fits into the same scenario of, hey, you're, you're a happy-go-lucky carbon nanomaterial scientist. Soon you're going to be a longevity expert. I don't know how that's going to happen. You're going to write a book. I don't know how that's going to happen. And, and I have a co-author. This is kind of amazing. Uh, Jerome, Dr. Jerome Corsi is a two-time New York Times number one bestseller, right? So just to get on the New York Times bestseller list is a monumental task yes. to get to number one. And he's done it twice. I'm so privileged to have him. And, and he uh, is one of the interviews. He's a He's written political books. He's written 
ecological books. He's written all sorts of books on. And so I brought him in to let's have a, a really kind of theoretical discussion about what's going to happen if we live longer. And right. so that was an amazing dis discussion with him as well. And that's included in, in the Longevity Summit. So with all of your knowledge from writing the book and doing the research for the book and interviewing these top experts in longevity, can you break it down? Can you give us the top three secrets or tips that people could actually take away? Obviously, they can dive more into the book, more into the summit to learn more. But what are three secrets or tips that you found that can actually help us with living longer better? So I did ask every expert, as you know, because you got this question. I, I said, hey, could you give us two to three mindsets, protocols, habits, let's call them shortcuts, because everybody likes shortcuts for longevity. And we actually aggregated the data. And, I, and I'm going to share just this kind of brief story. Yeah. 33% mentioned sleep, 52% mentioned exercise. And I would actually break that into exercise and movement, mm -hmm. right? And there's a particular kind of psychological reason. If exercise is daunting to you, don't think about exercise, just move, like right. just get out and move. 52, the same amount that mentioned exercise, mentioned diet, and 46 mentioned mindset. And I just kind of laid into sleep and how important that is. 46 mentioned mindset, 33 mentioned sleep. And at first it was like, maybe the, maybe the experts got it wrong, right? Because sleep is so important. Like so we don't important. have any doubts about that. But then a couple of stories came up and really it dawned on me, if you don't have the mindset to change your sleep, if you don't have the mindset to change your exercise or movement, if you don't have the mindset to change your diet, your nutrition, your those habits, none of it matters, right? Because let's be realistic, you'll improve sleep for a little while, and then you'll get off of it. You'll improve your exercise or movement for a little while, and you'll get off of it. So the mindset is one of the most important. And in the Longevity Summit, I interviewed a, my best friend. Dr. Patrick Wanis is a human behavior expert, and that interview was about mindset and changing that mindset so that you can, you know, one, enjoy the benefits of making these changes, stick to the benefits of making these changes, and then hopefully enjoy the benefit of being across the finish line of the terminal velocity of aging. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that because I preach that to my, my clients, my audience as well. If you believe that you are going to stay sick, then you're going to stay sick. If you believe you won't lose weight, you won't lose weight. So yeah, it comes down to mindset. So I love that that actually came out as a stat. And I, I think those three, three secrets are amazing because they're all things that we can work on. Again, without dropping 50 grand, you don't need to go out and, and, and spend a boatload of money on biohacking tools. You just need to change your mindset, sleep and move. Bam. Yep. Done. Mic drop right there. And eat a little bit better, right? Just right. eat foods that you recognize before you, hopefully before you cook them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So Chris, thank you so much for coming on. We are going to put the link to the summit in the show notes. Now, if you happen to be listening to this down the road after the summit has already passed, they can still jump onto the site and purchase the summit, correct? We're, so we're working on making that happen. Uh, the the long answer is that will be true. I don't know exactly when that's going to happen, but absolutely we'll make that we'll make that available. Well, if you're listening to this in real time, then click the link, sign up for the summit. 
try to listen every single day. But like Chris said, if you can't, you just buy it. And then we'll also put a link to his new book that you can go grab. Where is it at, Chris? Amazon, your site? It is on Amazon. I want to share a little bit about the book. I know we're running a little long, but I think it's worth it. Go for it. The link is myvitalc.com forward slash Dr. Amy, right? So D-R-A-M-I-E, Dr. Amy. Uh, When they go there, we do have the ESS-60 molecule, right? That's the soccer ball-shaped molecule in three oils, olive oil, avocado oil, and MCT oil. We always recommend the olive oil for two reasons. We're a research-based organization. All the research is in olive oil. And the the next is we get a higher concentration of the ESS-60 molecule in the olive oil. One other note, you can get on subscription and save 25%. Do that. You can cancel at any time. Our customer service team has 855 star reviews on Google. They're not trained to talk you out of it. Just take advantage of that discount, please. Also, you can find the book on Amazon. It's 20 bucks on our website. It's 20 bucks. Nice. On our website, you can get a signed copy. The signed copy is an extra $10, 100% of that $10. So all $10, or in, and if you want both signatures from Dr. Jerome Corsi and I, it's $15. All of that goes to Operation Underground Railroad. You may remember there was a movie, Sound of Freedom, recently about Mm -hmm. child sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. I happened to see him speak before that movie came out. It moved me. And so 100% of the signature fees is going to Operation Underground Railroad. Wow, that's big. Well, thank you for doing that. Thank you for being an advocate. And we will put all those links in the show notes. Chris, thank you for your brain and your time (laughs) on doing a summit too. That takes so much. It takes so much effort, so much dedication, so much time. So thank you for doing this so that you can now hand it over as a gift to everyone. Like here, here's 50 different interviews, all, all together of the top brains in the industry. So I thank you as well including you. So your audience needs to just make sure they attend and see our talk because that was pretty phenomenal. Exactly. Thank you so much for having me today. This was awesome. Absolutely.